Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of The Dental Brief, fastest podcast uh, in the dental community. Um, I'm very pleased to have with me and excited to have with me today, Dr. Stephen Olmos. Um, Dr. Olmos is the founder of the TMG, I'm sorry, the TMJ and Sleep Therapy Center International. Uh, Dr. Olmos, go ahead and say hello. Hi, Patrick. We're so glad to have you here. Um, You've done some amazing things uh, in the dental industry, uh, specifically when it comes to um, building um, the TMJ and Sleep uh, Therapy Center uh, International. Why don't you tell me uh, how you got into uh, dentistry and then uh, go ahead and, and tell me how you got into sleep Uh, and TMJ, and then how you founded the center. Um, How I got into dentistry, I I think I was 14 years old when I um, was looking at career choices and decided uh, that would suit me. Um, I thought I was pretty good with my hands and thought process and wanted to help people. Um, When I became a dentist, I saw that there was a whole group of people who were in chronic pain that nobody ever seemed to know how to help. I, I would send these people to the oral surgeon and they didn't know how to help them resolve their problems to the orthodontist, to the prosthodontist. I kept thinking all these different specialties uh, were trained to help these people, but uh, they never resolved their issues. And um, so I started to investigate that further. Um, Just and you have some, you know, you have some successes, you have some failures, but you try to keep that process going so it can be more consistent. And over the years started to see how, how breathing was uh, a high correlation with these same chronic pain people. And um, so that coalesced, that gave me greater awareness. Um, And then I decided at a point that I wanted to limit my practice to this about 25 years ago. And I I graduated from USC in 1981. So I've been in the field for some time. And um, and so then uh, I, I, there wasn't good models. Most of the people uh, back then were, were general dentists doing this part time or or um, professors in, in dental schools. Um, and so I had to create a, a delivery system. Um, and uh, so over the years, uh, as we, we became successful in doing that, people asked me to start um lecturing, presenting information. It evolved to training other people. Then people would come to me and say, well, uh, I want to do what you do. Uh, I want to just treat this exclusively. And so we came up with the center concept where these uh, docs are personally mentored by me and trained. And um, uh, now we have 65 of these offices dispersed throughout seven countries in the world. So we're in, throughout the U.S. and Canada, Australia, New Zealand, uh, the U.K., U- UAE, and Dubai and Bahrain currently. So, um, and that number just keeps growing because uh, I just came to the realization one day that if I treated patients seven days a week, 24 hours a day, I'd still only be able to help, help X number of people. But, but if I train other people to help others, then, you know, we could make a, a huge impact th- throughout the world. So that, that's how it all came to be. And it's still evolving. Yeah. Talk about making an impact. I mean, here's a, here's a, a, an expert such as yourself who trying to solve a patient problem has really built this amazing 
uh, foundation, if you will, or this, this amazing group of experts that are helping patients. It's, it's uh, wonderful to hear and inspiring. Um, doctor, why don't you tell me um, some problems that practices face um, when uh, dealing with uh, patients that have this, this type of pain or, or dealing with uh, TMJs and sleep uh, in their practices? Why don't you, what do you hear often from dentists and uh, what's, the, what's the solution to that problem? Well, I think um, the difference is um, between chronic problems and acute problems. I think most dentists are trained how to handle acute problems. So someone gets hit in the face or somebody's uh, in an accident of some kind. And um, uh, so we know that uh, some decompression, anti-inflammatories, some therapy like that um, w- w- usually resolves uh, a lot of these uh, situations. But it's the chronic pain patient that becomes difficult because if they don't heal from, from those uh, treatments, then now it's a chronic state and now it gets more complex. And usually that is the case because there was some underlying problem that that person had previous to the injury that's preventing their healing. And that's where it starts to get complicated. Um, and as I said, you know, a lot of these um, people who develop uh, facial pain issues and jaw problems that did not have a macro trauma, didn't get hit in the face with a baseball bat or a fist or automobile accident, just developed it, developed it from repetitive injury, uh, basically micro trauma. Um, there's something inherently uh, um, wrong that the brain is being stimulated to to um, uh, create arousals that then are going to result in movement disorders. And, and grinding your teeth at night is a movement disorder. It's in the same category as restless leg and periodic limb movement. So it's a medical condition. And um, and so we as dentists aren't, aren't well trained in medical uh, disorders. So we tend to have dental solutions. So we look at teeth. Uh, we alter them. You know, we, we grind on them, equilibration, this sort of thing, um, but not get resolution. So if dentists are in this situation where they're doing the things that were, they were trained to do, but they're not getting um, the results that they hope for, well, then that's where, you know, it gets complicated. And that's where they need to work with someone who, who has... Um, uh, training in both um, breathing disorders and chronic pain. I'll give you, for instance, um, I just submitted a paper to the Journal of uh, Oral Facial Pain and Headaches. Uh, we hope to get published here. Uh, 1,400 patients um, from, I think, about uh, 11 of our centers participating in data collection. Um, we're simply looking at the correlation between nasal obstruction and oral facial pain. And we found that um, patients with nasal obstruction are 6.97 times more likely to have oral facial pain, um, particularly nasal valve. That's, uh, you know, the first point of entry air into your body uh, properly. Uh, and if it is a pinch together, as many of these patients are, it results in mouth breathing, facial pain, and all these kinds of issues. There's people who have uh, collapse of their pharyngeal airways when they're unconscious, so apnea. And um, so the, the, the mandible has to constantly be moved forward in order to open the airway and these issues. So we see respiratory issues being a very big factor in these chronic pain patients, and it can exacerbate an injury. So let's say you had these issues and you're grinding your teeth and you're trying to maintain an airway. 
And then you get a motor vehicle accident. Now you have injury to your jaw, your neck, and all these different areas are hurting, which is only giving you more arousals at night. Now you're grinding your teeth even more. And so, you know, the, the, the therapy to try to get you um, healed from these things is kind of failing on all ends because you've got to look at the big picture. So that's where things get a little more complicated. Um, finding people in your dental practice who have breathing disorders, well, you know, that's not too hard because the symptoms are grinding your teeth, periodontal disease, um, you know, uh, dry mouth uh, and scalloping of the tongue is 70% predictive. So a lot of the things that people go to the dentist to have uh, treatment for are, are the signs and symptoms of, of breathing disorders. And, and you can always find these people uh, like the person who you, you can't tilt back all the way. You know how they start to tilt them back and they say, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, that's far enough, doc. OK, well, that person likely has positional apnea and they know if they go any further back, they're going to stop breathing. So sure. that's that person's probably sleeping in a Barker lounger. And those are some of the questions you should ask. Hey, do you do you sleep upright? Um, you know, how, are you being treated for this issue? You know, these are things that you want to look at. And those are the people that crack their teeth. They wake up with teeth cracked and stuff like that because um, you could, because they're, they're struggling to breathe. And, um, and you can bite five times harder when you're asleep than you can in the daytime. That's why there's so much damage to the jaw, the facial structures, and the teeth while people are unconscious. Because proprioception goes to your cerebellum uh, when you're unconscious. And proprioception goes to your somatic brain. You can stop yourself from clenching your teeth in the daytime. But at nighttime, um, that's not under your control. So these are all things that a dentist deals with daily. And um, uh, so it's just about awareness. It's fascinating. Doctor, I've got a two-part question for you. <clears throat> They're very related. So, so it's going to be a very long question, but I'm going to ask it together um, because I think both uh, your answers to both are going to lead kind of in the same direction. Um, if... A general dentist is looking for an expert to help one of his or her patients, right? So they know they have this issue. They know um, going to a TMJ expert um, is in the best interest of the patient. They can't treat them themselves. First question is, how do they go about finding that expert? How do you vet to make sure you're sending your patient to someone who is going to provide the highest level of treatment care? Uh, question one. Question two, if you're a general dentist, and you know you're not ready now. Um, clearly, they don't teach this in dental school. Um, but you're as interested in it and fascinated uh, with it as you yourself are. Where, how do they look, and how would they go about um, finding um, someone such as yourself to help them with education and training? Well, um, so the determination of of competency and uh, uh, it's it's really about philosophy. There's lots of different philosophies on how to treat these disorders. Um, there's symptomatic philosophy where you say, gee, you know, no one can ever really make these people better. So we're going to manage their pain. So we'll give them uh, Botox injections. We'll give them trigger point. We'll give them pills uh, and give them maybe appliances and things like that so that they cover up the symptoms for the, and the person now is becoming more ill uh, as, as it progresses and, and the pathology is increasing. Um, so there's that philosophy. Then there's uh, the philosophy that I'm speaking about, which is finding origin. If you can find origin for, for, for these different um, 
manifestations, then you'll get a cascade of relief uh, from that process. And um, now chronic pain from other structures, your hip, shoulder, anything, um, disturbs sleep. So the longer you have pain, the more disturbed sleep you have. The more disturbed you sleep you have, the more pain you have in the daytime. If uh, you have respiratory problems that produce parafunctional activity, that produce pain, that you wake with, now your day is disturbed because of that pain. So in my thought process and my philosophy, if we get to origin and we can find that the respiratory problems are corrected, that we deal with the systemic uh, uh, inflammation from pain or the precursor of pain is inflammation. So, so I have four concepts that I, that I um, teach and that I center around. And so number one is to address inflammation, both uh, locally and systemically. Two is to control the parafunctional activity of the jaw that produces this inflammation. Three is to maintain proper uh, breathing. Proper breathing means nasal breathing, not oral breathing. Nasal breathing is necessary for your immune function. Oral breathing is unfiltered air, and that's where you're going to run into lots of orthopedic and uh, respiratory and cardiovascular issues. Now, the last is nutrition. Those are the four things that we center on. If now for a dentist to find somebody with the philosophy that I'm speaking to, which is basically looking at all systems functioning in this way, then the only way I could feel comfortable saying that someone actually delivers this care is through our center network. And that's easy to find a center close to you is to go on our website, um, which is TMJ therapy center, C-E-N-T-R-E.com. And you, you will be, so you, wherever you're at in the world, uh, you will be um, directed to the nearest center that, that, um, that then follows these, these kinds of protocols. And um, I, and if people have interest in learning these, these techniques, then I host courses. We call it mini residency. We have one coming up actually in a couple of weeks here in San Diego um, the last part of it, we teach a, um, a three-session uh, course on um, A, diagnosis, how to diagnose, B, how to treat, and C, how to establish long-term resolution of these uh, issues and um, how to differentiate some of the more um, complex problems. So that way you understand that there, are, there is a way to handle pretty much any um, respiratory problem that a person can present with by the dentist in collaboration with the sleep physician, and um, that you can give uh, significant relief, long-term relief for these chronic pain issues uh, because um, there's a lot of people out there suffering. And you know, the average dental practice is swimming in these patients because um, they're presenting with oral manifestations of, of these issues. So um, you don't have to look far. Yeah. It's uh, fascinating. Your work is fascinating. What you've completed and uh, or what you've worked towards is just its amazing inspiration for sure. Um, I want to direct um, our audience just one more time to the website. Uh, it's TMJ Therapy Center, C-E-R, I'm sorry, C-E-N-T-R-E.com. And we'll go ahead and put it on our website as well. Um, one last thing real quickly. You also have a book that you wrote, Airway Management. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, and also, it looks like you can find it on Amazon if there's any other place they can grab a copy of the book, uh, too. But I'd love to hear just uh, in a minute or less a little bit about your book. 
Well, um, it was a way to summarize um, what we do in our philosophy and understand why uh, people's health is de- declining. Right now, we're, we're so concerned about COVID um, and, and not understanding where our real natural protection is, is our nose, because that's where this virus multiplies and, and then, you know, becomes infected into, you know, our lungs and um, it creates, you know, death. Yeah, it's just terrible. Um, and, and so understanding how a nose works, um, that that's the primary filtration. So air is brought into your nose, it's moistened, it's warmed and it's filtered before you bring it into your body. You're also combining it with nitric oxide, which is a gas that um, is is concentrated thousands of times into your sinuses. So every nasal breath, you're drawing this gas out of your sinuses and brought into your lungs. And that gas is antimicrobial. So it kills viruses, it kills bacteria, it kills fungus. It causes peripheral vasodilation. So simply breathing through your nose causes your blood pressure to decrease. So it is your immune system. And when that doesn't work, you mouth breathe, and now you're susceptible to anything that's out there. So we're looking at health crisis. So what do we die of? We die of cardiovascular disease. Okay, so what's the mechanism? Oh, you eat too much uh, cholesterol? No, Um, it's arousals. The thing that will kill you at night is how many times you wake up. Um, it's not really the suffocation. It's not really um, the hypoxia, although those uh, certainly can cause um, you know, cell death depending on how badly it is. But the mechanism on how you get cardiovascular disease is because every time you struggle to breathe and you have a microarousal, you, you come from deeper to lighter sleep, you produce uh, cortisol. And cortisol then is pumped through your vascular system and causes oxidative stress. So the blood starts to coagulate. And now you throw a thrombus and you have a heart attack or a stroke. And that's what you're going to die of. Um, and of course, these these problems with breathing get worse as you age because we lose collagen and tonus in our airways. So the collapsibility is greater and greater until they say something like, oh, well, he went in his sleep. And that tells you exactly where the issues are. So you get cardiovascular disease from from disturbance of sleep. And um, and so that's why it's so important to understand um, you want to be a healthy person. You want to have a long life. Um, well, you need to get good sleep. This sounds silly, <laughs> but you need to be able to breathe properly day and night. And right. you need to watch what you put in your mouth because um, that is a huge part of 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 why we're not well. Probably 90% of all, uh, you know, visits to a physician are things that a person produced. Sure. Yeah, that's, um, that's very true. And, uh, you know, ironically, when you say that, it's also one of the first uh, question or the first question any physician asks anyone in any type of distress, right? Uh, how are you breathing? COVID, how are you breathing? Right? That's exactly. Well, now, talking. now, but previous to this, um, the most vital function of a, of a, of a human being is, is the least evaluated by any healthcare practitioner prior to COVID. It's the last thing anybody would ask, okay? I mean, you have to know there's something wrong to bring it to your physician's attention to get evaluated. That's kind of how it, it has been working. Now we're understanding, hey, you know, this is a big problem. And that was the reason for the book was to bring light onto these subjects. Yes, thank you. 
Glad you wrote it. I'm glad you're on the show. We appreciate you. We want you to come back in anytime. Again, audience, reach out. Um, just next level and brilliant. We really appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks, Patrick. Thanks for having me. You bet. Come back anytime. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.